Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by Fearless Fempreneur. Learn how to scale your business by getting gorgeous products stocked in major airports and national retailers. Grab your copy at sarahjcross.com. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I'm thrilled to be talking to Liv, who's a tech specialist and founder of Tech Studio, an IT and design studio. Welcome, Liv. Hi, thank you for going, oh, Lovely to have you here. Liv is going to talk us through using tech to create amazing customer experiences and why it's so important for product businesses to use them. So Liv, let's dive in. So tell us more about what you do at Tech Studio. Absolutely. So I am the founder, owner and creative director of Tech Studio. I'm based in Ballarat, Victoria, which is a regional town, and I'm all about empowering my clients through technology, and we're all about design as well. So I'm a designer at heart, and I'm all about creating really unique, thoughtful, and creative experiences and integrating that with technology. Fabulous. So tell me, Liv, why is tech so important for businesses? Why do they need it? I think there are a lot of people out there that see technology as quite the hurdle and there's a lot of barriers to entry to it, but I I see it as a tool and a resource that's so invaluable. I can imagine a lot of your clients would be using, say, things like Canva and Shopify for their product businesses, and they, they can seem really daunting when you first get into it. But once you start to learn the roads, you can DIY your own website, you can DIY your own graphics. Mm. They're just tools to create great experiences for clients. Yeah. So for me, you know, I see tech as sometimes that unnecessary evil (laughs) a lot of the time, Um, but it's it's invaluable. Like I I couldn't run my business without it and a lot of other businesses can't run without it. So... And, you know, after, and after the year of 2020 being a year of pandemic and COVID, um, it saw, you know, with people in lockdown situations, it saw a huge surge in e-com buying. So yeah. tech is is a um, an absolute must for people who weren't uh, predominantly an online business. They had to scramble and rush to be able to survive and to keep their businesses going if they had been bricks and mortar, face-to-face, mm. uh, local markets, all of a sudden those weren't happening. They actually had yeah. to get their, their businesses online. And it was an incredible feat for those businesses that were so used to running their successful businesses without a website or an e-commerce store. Yeah. And for them to go online as quickly as I saw so many of them do was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was blown away. We supported a lot of local restaurants, a lot of local traders. We had um, fruit and vegetable deliveries that normally only delivered to restaurants that we had them delivering to our residents. 
Mm. Um, we supported restaurants that put together different packs, you know, take-home packs, ready-made meals, just doing whatever they could to stay online. But none of them have had to, you know, that word pivot. Everybody used yeah. pivot. It depends yeah. on a lot of forced change that no one expected to happen, but people had to fast track their tech in their business so that they could keep going. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. You know, there were so many people that had to quickly adapt and pivot and I'm a bit tired of the word pivot, but like nothing else really justifies quite the extreme necessity that they had to undergo. I know. I know. So Liv, why is a great user experience so important for websites, for people who are selling online, you know, especially when it comes to product businesses? Because that's my niche and I only work with with female creatives who have product and that's yeah. who our listeners are. So why is it so important? What, why is it necessary to have a great user experience on websites? Yeah, look, I... I think it goes back to a business's goals and their core values. So for a lot of the businesses that you're describing, and I've worked with numerous of them, and I've been a product-based business myself as well as an artist selling my prints. And for me, you know, obviously it's great to have, you know, multiple customers and, you know, people checking out all the time. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're wanting to sell your passion, you know, you might be selling, um, you know, beautiful craft wares, or you might have an online store that you're selling other people's beautiful wares mm. or something that you're really passionate about. So at the end of the day, user experience really encompasses those end goals. Mm. And then you can break that down into stages and steps that are quite more tangible. So, you know, your checkout processes, your sales funnels, your user flows and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you've got goals of, wanting to reach a broader audience, wanting to get your brand out there, wanting to establish yourself. And and at the end of the day, making money, it's not anything dirty. You want to make a good profit. You want to see, you know, those sales and conversions. And that's what, at the end of the day, user experience is all about. It's about making a frictionless experience for your users. So at the end of the day, they have a great experience and then they become loyal to your brand. And would you say it's the it can be the difference between someone staying on your website longer than you know ten seconds um, to actually make a purchase? Because as we know, industry standards are conversions are for every hundred visitors you might get a two percent conversion. So two two people out of one hundred mm. might buy. Yeah. So 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 important, <laughs> so vital to capture to Absolutely. capture that person. But to stay on your website to actually check out of the cart with the purchase. I, I see so many, a lot of businesses that are so passionate and wonderful at what they do really struggle with creating those user experiences because they can't just sit there with them and, and tell them and they can't show them necessarily the passion. So that comes back to, you know, having the right brand colours, having the right buttons in the right spot making sure they've got, you know, add to cart, they've got upsells so they can, instead of being able to verbally do that, they do it via their website. Yeah. 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 I know um, uh, my clients um, are all very aware of all the really cool apps that you can add. And um, I'm told that you shouldn't have more than 10, five to 10 is the maximum apps that you should have if you've got (laughs) like a Shopify store. But one of them... 
One of the apps is a is a fabulous upsell app. So when you get to check out of the card, it suggests that, you know, if you added these other two complimentary items that you can save 5% or you can receive a bonus gift. And yeah. that is a game changer for a lot of my clients that have now even just installed that app um, yeah. in, in enticing and upselling, which it's like the classic, you know, do you want fries with that? You know, yeah. the, that's the McDonald's upsell. Absolutely. Or, you, you know, you're at the checkout and you've got your little kid wanting an extra chocolate bar. It's it's basically that concept. And it works because, you know, the marketing is there. And yeah. I think there are definitely a number of apps that are phenomenal to use. Even the loyalty um, the apps that you can integrate with Shopify so you can get, you know, brand rewards and the more you shop, the more rewards you get. And that just yeah. builds that loyalty for your customers too. Yeah. Yeah, loyalty and repeat business is so important, especially when, you know, those uh, conversion industry rates of just a 2% conversion mm. of purchase. It's, yeah. it's oh, that means you do have to drive a lot of lot of traffic to get conversions to your website yeah. if that's your only way, means of selling your, your goods. Absolutely. And that is why analytics is one of the most important factors in driving user experience yeah okay well that's good I'd like to find out more about that so what are the main things to consider when creating a great website so getting a website to be fully optimized what are what are the most important things yeah I think choosing the right platform from the very beginning. So what your end goal is. So we've talked about Shopify and sometimes the step before that for product-based businesses could be Facebook Marketplace. It could be Etsy, you know, or it could be something that's, um, you know, Wix or uh, Squarespace or Weebly, that type of thing. I think it's understanding what type of platform really to start with and then seeing, you know, what apps and, you know, upsells and integrations you can add to it. Um, one other thing I do want to touch on is definitely security. You know, mm-hmm. as a user, you want to make sure that wherever you're spending your money is, is secure. Yeah. Um, and that's something to consider when you're choosing how you're going to build your website and how you're going to make it. Yeah. Another few things to really consider is load time. So how quickly your customers are seeing all of your products, you know, attention spans are low, Mm. you know, especially when there's so much going on on social media, the news, everything like that. You want your website to load quickly because that will help with that conversion rate, that 2%. So that could even boost that up. Mm. And then we start to get more into, you know, your copy. I would say that's definitely the number one driving factor as as well. Um, is making sure that you've got product information there. What are this? What's the sizes? The colors? You know, are they true to size? What sizing information you've got? And making sure the customer service pages are really top notch. So that also goes back into that. So you know, you've got your shipping information, frequently asked questions, and then obviously we go into the visuals too. So. You know, visuals are great, but if you're not that great at visuals and you're wanting to get your products out there, that's okay. Just start with the foundation. Make sure you've got the right information. Make sure you've got the right platform. And then you can slowly add in really great graphics, really great photography, even videos of your products too. Yeah. I think videos is something that people underestimate, you know, especially if they're selling things like fashion um, or if something is really functional, it's so much easier if you can show it in a video form. 
Absolutely. It doesn't need to be the best video. If you've got an iPad or an iPhone, you can shoot a pretty great video. Look, TikTok is selling a lot of products, but that goes into marketing more so than websites. But you can just see the phenomenal increase in a lot of product-based businesses using yeah. video to their advantage. Yeah, video is just um, on fire, isn't it? It's, you know, mm. they did predict, I think they said by 2021 at 80% of all um, mm. social media will be consumed with by video. And yeah. I know, like, I love videos with captions because sometimes mm. I might hop into bed and my husband's already asleep and I can't actually lip read so I'm relying on the subtitles to tell me what it is if I'm flicking through um I know it's not the best place to be playing on your phone when you're meant to go to bed you're meant to have that unwind time but I can't help myself if I'm doing a bit of late night shopping yeah you and I both exactly the same (laughs) it's my only sort of quiet time where I won't get disturbed but you know on saying that there's plenty of times that I might actually add some items to a cart and then it asked me for credit card details or it asked me for this. And I think, oh, I can't be bothered getting off the couch. Yes. And I'll be, I'll, I'll sort of flick to doing something else. And, yeah. you know, there's not that many times that I get an abandoned cart message to say, hey, Sarah, you left something in your cart. If you come back, you get 5% off or we'll give you this bonus. Absolutely. Yeah. There are people there that specifically go to check out use their email and then wait to get a coupon, wait to get a code. So there are people, yeah, yeah. I don't find that that always happens. Well, then there's, if you can do that, then you're differentiating from the market. You've got that that upskill yeah because you've actually got someone who is actually wanting to be a buyer and and sometimes genuinely just gets distracted um Mm -hmm. it could be you know with kids or it could be simply going and getting a credit card because they don't offer paypal on there you know which is obviously going to be very instantaneous if it's just Mm -hmm. approved payment by using paypal um so sometimes getting off and trying to find your credit card is not ideal you know where you've got to go and do that so um, but yeah, the abandoned card is an opportunity that I think is really um, underestimated because I know I'm, I've actually gone, oh, that's right, I was going to buy that and then I'll, yeah. I'll complete the purchase. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that, that that all falls under the user experience and the user flow and that's a touch point that I feel like there are a lot of people that utilise it really well and there are people that there's such an opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. So what's important to consider at the beginning of designing a website? Like at the very start, what advice would you give for someone because they can then sort of tick off in their mind if they've actually done this when they start? Absolutely. So I think it's going back to your goal. um, I always love to research. So I I shop online. And so I assume a lot of your, your listeners would also shop online what do you love about seeing other websites? So, you know, is it they've got a really easy checkout process? Is it they've got, um, you know, great reviews? They've got, they've got cute icons. What do you love about it? Like you might start seeing websites in a different way. So instead of just being the user, now you're kind of seeing what the competition's got. So I think that's, use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might be DIYing it. Um, or you might be using someone else. So, you know, play around with some of the ideas that you like. They might be able to share ideas that they think would be great for you. Um, and then start from there. So I, I think 
you know, we always kind of have that big goal in, in our minds, you know, from, you know, three years from now, I want this massive kind of huge e-commerce website. Yeah. I, I tend to, you know, step that back a bit and go, okay, well, what, what's my, you know, goal for the first month? And that's that just to have three products on my store, great copy, great images, um, and, and get that started. And then you just, I just like to think you build up from there. Yeah. I think. Some of the foundations that I, I don't think you can really avoid is definitely having um, like descriptions, like detailed product descriptions. Product descriptions is so important, isn't it? Obviously for SEO, but to provide people with and the and the video, like for they for them to, if it's not tactile and they can't actually touch it, or if it's candles mm. they can't smell it. Yeah, it's really important to be able to uh, get the copy right, and yeah. the copy has to have that connection to yeah. the buyer for them to go oh that sounds amazing yeah. um what about sort of social proof you know in terms of product reviews yeah. is that sort of another factor that's really important yeah I think a lot of people might steer away from having feedback and reviews but I would say lean into it look you might yeah. not have sold that much you know get your friends and family to begin with and yeah. then just build up with it maybe even do a giveaway and say I'll give away 10 products of my own if I get reviews back yeah. from you. Yeah. Um, and then put that on your website. Social proof is invaluable. I always buy from review. Yep. I actually, if I can't smell something or if I want to try out a restaurant or if I'm looking at booking a, hot, a hotel or a travel destination, I will go yeah. on to TripAdvisor or I will go on to reviews and actively look for what, the common thread is what people are saying. Yeah. Well, you're actually one of the 90% of people. Um, this is a great statistic that I love to tell my clients and everyone. 90% of people will read reviews and initiate from those reviews. Yeah. So they'll be more persuaded by them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I think people underestimate um, the power of social proof. Yeah. And it's, and it's basically validation that, oh, well, it's safe to buy this because everybody else has been happy with their experience or they're providing positive, you know, uh, feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Negative, you know, if it's like two stars and people are like, yeah. run, don't buy, don't eat here. Yeah. And I've read ones like that that I think, oh, no. <laughs> um, but oh, sorry. consensus, that usually is, they're usually correct. <laughs> I, I always like to read... Uh, not, not intentionally like go out of my way to read negative reviews, but I like to see how a business responds to those reviews. I think it's important. You know, unfortunately, there are people that um, put fake reviews on websites and it's not fun to receive. Uh, and there are, you know, on Google reviews and, and things as well. And there are legal things you can do to mm. rectify that. But, you know, if you've got a negative review, you know, it's a really good opportunity to go, okay, well, what, what might I, you know, improve on next time? Yeah. Um, or, you know, what what can I do to fix the situation that makes it look good for everyone else that might see that review? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, now the, my next question, which I really love um, and I'm always sort of now very curious to find out in the world of apps, mm. what opportunities are there out there for product businesses in the world of apps? Yeah. Uh an amazing amount. And I think 2020 has seen so many more apps 
come out that you can get involved in. I mean, even just um, in hospitality alone, there's been, you know, a hundred different delivery apps and a hundred yeah. different apps that you can get, you know, with your QR code scanners yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and specifically with Shopify and e-commerce stores, you name it, there's pretty much an app yeah. out there. And, you know, you can convert um, your e-commerce store usually into an app these days, like with a click of a button, you know, that might cost a bit of money per month. Um, but, you know, it's, it's crazy just how quickly the market adapts. Yeah. You know, you've got different, you know, upselling apps, loyalty ones, you've got different shipping ones, which are just a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got label making ones. It's just, there's an incredible opportunity there. Yeah. Um, and I think you, even if you ask the developers, I've had clients reach out to developers to get specific custom apps, you know, made for them. <laughs> There's probably another business or another, um, you know, uh, invention waiting to happen from people's wants of what yeah. when there's gaps you know that aren't actually meeting what they need and they're trying to do things manually and they think mm. oh, we need to create this for the business and then all of a sudden it's like this could actually help a lot of people yeah mm. I would say I say to my clients and I would say to your listeners don't be afraid to give that feedback and to say hey this is what we need mm. You know, yeah. if you're on Shopify and you're paying X amount per month for an app, there's definitely a market there. Mm. So I wouldn't be afraid to put your hand up and go, I need this extra feature. I'll yeah. probably do it. Yeah. yeah. And so can you talk us through some of the projects you've worked on in this space? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm working on one at the moment, which is quite exciting. Um, it's a very special wish list. Mm -hmm. um for a customer I can't give too much detail away but it's it's very exciting it's taking uh, a really unique use like experience that you'd have in a store and and putting that into a website and it's something that is personalized it's something that's a bit fun I think that's what I really like about technology mm. it, it can also be fun you can have a great fun experience um like a virtual walking through a store yeah well not not exactly um I've done some augmented reality things as well and some 3d modeling so that goes into that type of area but this is more about creating personalized experiences mm. so you know things that you can't necessarily always replicate online there's definitely that market there to create those unique experiences mm. you know what's something different from every other online store mm. and this is something that I think is going to be quite unique yeah I'd love them to come up with something where you could actually you know like click a button and then the fragrance could come out of your laptop <laughs> well you know because <laughs> your sensory because sensory is obviously a big part of product businesses if they're selling um, candles or they're selling, you know, anything that has fragrance. Yeah. It would be fabulous if they could uh, do yeah. something where it releases something where, you know, that it would be quite, quite incredible. I've, I've had that idea for ages. We're on the same path. I just, I yeah. don't know how to make it happen. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. It would be quite, you know, I mean, I, there's the scratch and sniff, you know, that's about it that right. you can really have, like scratch the screen or tap the screen to smell mm. this fragrance. I mean, it's just, yeah, obviously a long way off probably with technology to get something so 
um, you know, virtual reality to come through your screen. But, you know, you never know the way things are going. I think there's such a market there for, you know, unique experiences and sensory experiences with product-based businesses. Mm. So I've, I've had a couple of um, clients that I've talked, like spoken to about, you know, sending packages to clients that they open up at a particular time. Mm. And then it creates a bit of an experience at home that they watch a video with. So, you know, we've seen that, you know, with um, wineries creating those experiences. I just, I think there's such an opportunity there. Yeah. Especially when you live regionally or rurally and you can't always go to the place where you actually want to visit, like the, yeah. where the store is located. There was quite a lot of the, what you were saying then about, you know, sort of the sensory and smells. There was um, what mm-hmm. came out of the COVID uh, when some of Melbourne's top restaurants, um, they started putting together, um, you know, boxes where it was interactive on a Friday evening, for instance, they would have the very well-known chef come out and run through like he was running a, a workshop. You cook the food as he was he was cooking it. So you're kind of like learning on the job. But then, of course, at the end, you get to actually eat yeah. and taste. Um, So that was sort of like an online cooking school. Yeah. But you get delivered all the materials and then it's, and and the same came out with, you know, people who were working with um, uh, like ceramicists, you know, working with clay. Um, So it was all very interactive Zoom um, Mm. training, yet you're not in person, but you're still got the, the, the tactile product to make things with. Yeah. Oh, I, I love seeing it. It was, it was brilliant to actually witness that that creativity and taking you know that experience to home yeah well that was sort of really the difference of whether someone's was going to make it or or not you know yeah. in terms of survival of the fittest um like you said how quickly can some people who have never had an online presence how can they get themselves there really quickly but then how do they make it a really great user experience as well yeah Absolutely. Yeah, you can put something online, but the user experience means that people will find it and people will buy it or, yeah. or read it or experience it's it. Yeah. It's easy to navigate and easy to use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, this is so good. I hope all our listeners are getting so much out of it because these are the things that it's not just a matter of build it and they will come. You've obviously got the hurdle of getting traffic to your website. But yeah. the other big hurdle is is making sure that when visitors come or buyers come, that they stick around and they actually complete and make a purchase because that's what your shop front, like your online shop front is set up for. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a balance for a lot of people. I think um, sometimes you can you can try and add too much to your website, which yeah. might actually distract the user from the end goal of the purchase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Liv, what are your top tips for improving tech in a product business? Well, um, number one, and I do this all the time, so this is my tech secret, make use of free trials. Ah. Um, You know, there are so many apps and plugins and um, software that you can use. Make use of free trials. You know, I... I utilize them all the time. Um, And it might just be that you might need something for a couple of months or you might love it so much that you didn't realize what you're missing out on. So that's my first tip. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, make use of reviews and, and like, your social influence. So that's, you know, your customers, your, your brand spokespeople. You're there, your ambassadors. So make use of those. Yeah, that's a good um, Definitely when you're considering anything tech-based, 100% make sure it's secure. Mm. There is nothing worse than having something that is vulnerable. Mm. Um, I've had clients come to me about uh, domain names being held for ransom. Um, (laughs) so you know making sure that you've got things that are in your name if it's your business make sure it's in your name make sure that you're trusting the software that you're using the systems that you're using um, and and look for support and and updates so those are my main tips when you're doing anything related to tech (laughs) fabulous they're great and finally Liv like what should we consider when looking to work with someone to improve our website and tech? My number one thing working with really anyone, and I think especially when you're working in tech, is their values. And and not just, you know, they've got their values written on their about page, but are they living their values? You know, check their LinkedIn, check their social media. You know, are they they campaigning for the same causes that you are? Do, Do they align? Are they spokespeople for greater good are they eco-friendly you know make sure that those values align um and that they they live them the next one i think is important is support um whether that be support hours are they you know do they contact you know you via email what's their mode of support um a lot of the time they might uh, clients might sign up to a company that might be in America and they might have business hours that are American hours and they come to us because they're like, I just need someone that I can talk to, you know, not one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as I touched on before, um, one of the things to look for is just be aware of who owns your domain, who owns your data, who, who has access and, and, you know, do you own your website um, legally as well? So those things can be tricky. I've seen, unfortunately, some clients come to us after they've had a bad experience of their website being held for ransom, their emails or their domain, and it's just terrible. They, I'd hate for anyone to go through that. So just be aware of, look for reviews. Do they have reviews turned off? Yeah. Is that for a reason? Yeah. Um, and then the, the last so thing is look for work is your suggestion and make sure there's a good alignment and there's trust and yeah. that there's probably like I said local support because who mm. wants to be waiting 24 hours or for a help desk to come back with answers you yeah. know, when you need it fixed straight away? Absolutely. You know, even just an acknowledgement that they've read your email or message is just enough to relieve you of perhaps that stress that might be happening on your website. So, yeah, support is is vital. Um, And then I always look for size and scalability. You know, my business might not suit a lot of other businesses. We might be too small or we might be too too big. So look for the size and the scale as well. And then obviously you've got your skills. So what are they good at? Are they just trying to sell me something or are they actually trying to empower me? You know, a lot of people come to us, and a lot of people we we send off because they they might want to DIY their own website because it might yeah. it might be better suited to them, or we might send them to someone else that might suit them better. So, you know, um, if someone's trying to yeah take advantage of you or trap you in a 
in like a subscription or a big fee. Those are things to be aware of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's all been so wonderful. That's really opened my eyes up. I mean, in terms of, you know, people don't probably um, consider as much as what you know that they that they should consider when they're creating a really great website. And the, the whole point of the website is it's, it is your online showcasing. It's like your, your non-physical store. Mm. So it needs to reflect everything that you would have if you actually had people coming in physically into your store, which, you know, um, and, and you can sell things so easily these days. Like you said, all the apps and there's so many fabulous opportunities out there for you to really optimise a website and to maximise sales. Um, yep. There shouldn't be really many sort of restrictions in place to slow anyone down. Mm, oh, it's come such a long way over my six years in business and it's so exciting to see it, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, technology just keeps on getting more and more advanced mm. and faster, but there are lots of tricks and tips and shortcuts that can happen right away if you work with the right people, which, you know, yeah. I mean, I know you at um, Tech Studio, you can really ha help fast track those things. So mm. if... Thanks so much for being with us here today, Liv. Like if any of our listeners want to connect with you, want to follow you, want to learn more about your services, where can they find you? Brilliant. Um, they can find me at techstudio.com.au um, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Tech Studio. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me and to your listeners for yeah, listening to everything that we've chatted about. Oh, that's so good. That's no worries at all. It's been amazing having you here. And I found, you know, I'm sure my listeners too found today's chat is just as exciting and informative as I did. Uh, if you love this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so that more people can find us. It's time for me to say goodbye and I'll see you in our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.